0: Perfect way to get families to experience what you offer. We have great opportunities from booth rentals to sponsorships available. So, if you want to make sure that your business gets in front of one of the most sought after demographics, you need to text Booth to 46862 for information. Again, that's Booth, B O O T H, to 46862. Or visit the Baby Fair link under the events tab at WMEE.com. Last year's booth sold out, so don't wait. The Baby Fair and Family Expo will take place on Saturday, February 25th, at the Memorial Coliseum. Text BOOTH to 46862 now to find out how you can be a part of it. New message.
1: do not contact us, your account will be deactivated. Social Security Administration employees will never threaten you for information. In those cases, hang up and call the fraud hotline at 1-800-269-0271.
2: Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section. When dad injured his back, when your basketball star tore his ACL, opioids helped with the pain, and you held on to them just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Opioids are powerful, pain-reducing prescription medicines. But most people who are prescribed opioids don't finish their prescriptions. So millions of unused opioids are sitting in homes across the country. And tragically, more than 100 Americans die every day from overdoses involving opioids. What can you do to protect your family? Remove the risk of unused opioids from your home. Pills, patches, or syrups in drawers, purses, and cabinets. Anywhere they might be hiding. To find out how to dispose of them properly, visit www.fda.gov drugdisposal.
3: Over the past few years, the COVID-19 pandemic has affected how we live our daily lives. Today, we also face a mental health pandemic that threatens our well-being as we attempt to rebuild our social networks and communities.
2: The pandemic has reminded us to value family, community, and our human connections. However, it has also left many of us feeling more isolated, confused, and alone, struggling to find meaning amid loss and uncertainty.
3: Today, one in five Americans experience emotional and mental health challenges. But many of us do not understand what we are facing or know how to ask for help.
2: At the American Psychiatric Association Foundation, we understand what you are going through, and we are here to help. Our vision is to build a mentally healthy nation for all. We work every day to eliminate stigma, combat mental illness and substance use disorders, and advance mental health. If you or someone you love needs help, you are not alone. Please visit MentallyHealthyNation.org to learn more.
1: Broadcasting live from the Masters Heating and Cooling Studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana, The Fan. This is a presentation of Fort Wayne High School Sports on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Hoopie Insurance Services High School Coaches Show. Hoopie Insurance. Our family serving your family for over 40 years. Here's your host, Justin Kenny. Hey, show presented by Insurance Here, around 6:40-ish or so, we'll make way for the
4: pregame show. That's an Game show we're on the road at Wright State. Hi Brett Rumpel on the call he'll bring you all of the action coming up this evening at around 6:45 for the tip for the pregame show seven o'clock tip here on 1380 the fan 100.9 fm before that we we're talking high school basketball in bunches we'll talk to Bryce fans here in just a second and then we'll talk some real some some central noble basketball at the bottom of the hour with Sam Malcolm the girls' basketball team, 19-0 to start the season. They've lost back-to-back games, both the Fairfield. We'll talk to Coach Malcolm about that and how they respond over the next couple weeks as the sectionals loom the first week of February. Around 6.15, we'll talk to head coach Phil Brackman of the Concordia Lutheran Cadets. The Cadets really in the thick of the fight in the SAC. When you look at a pair of undefeateds in Homestead and Northside, a pair of one-loss teams in Wayne and Concordia, and the Cadets still in the thick of the race as they will take on Snyder tomorrow at home, and then Northside on the road a week from tomorrow. But plenty to talk about the next 40 minutes or so. Let's kick it off with our buddy, Mr. Bryce Vance, who joins us from outside the huddle.net. Bryce, how are you? Are you there, Bryce? Yes, I am. Hey, how are you?
5: I'm good. How are
4: you? Oh, we're doing well here. Um, A lot to talk about. I guess I wanted to talk first about the NECC and the ACAC tournaments. And let's start on the girls' side because we're going to talk to Sam Malcolm a little bit, bit, a little bit later with the with your Central Noble Cougars. And it was a team that not only lost to Fairfield in the championship of the NECC tournament, but then came out and lost to them three days later in more lopsided fashion. In fact, a 28-point loss. So when we look at the NECC and we talk so much about Central Noble for good reason, is this all of a sudden a Fairfield team that maybe is better than we thought now with eight straight wins.
5: I don't know that they were better than we thought. Um, I I really think they're, they're really starting to to come together and, and and I just feel like this tournament provided perfect storm for Fairfield to showcase how good this team is. Um, And, and I don't think, I think the top, you know, two or three teams in the NECC or Fairfield, Central Noble and Eastside, then there, it feels like there's a, a pretty big drop off to, to the rest of the conference. I mean, no disrespect, but it hasn't been the toughest grind this season. But still, I think Fairfield showcased against a good defensive team like Central Noble that can shoot the ball with Megan Keeble, Maddie vice um But I, I just think that um, for Fairfield, you know, with the likes of Bria Garber and, and Bailey Willard and, and Gothrop, and it just feels like that this team. Knows what it's capable of after making such a deep run last year, being a shot away from the state finals in Class 2A, that they still feel like that this team can make a deep run um, in Class 3A now, Um, and and it feels like that they have all the pieces. And this, you know, these last few games they really turned it up a notch, just to show that the rest of the conference, and the rest of the area, and maybe the, the rest of the northern half of the state, that this team should be taken um, a little bit more seriously that they're, they're ready for the challenge of, of moving up a, of, up a class for this postseason run.
4: Bryce, when we look at the ACAC champion on the girls' side, it's Jay County. They've won 17 straight games. They're 18-1, mm-hmm. and one, and they have four games still remaining in the regular season. Uh, coming up even tonight, they host Delta. But when we look at Jay County and Rena Schweiderman, we know how good she is. You look at the sectional. A a likely opponent is Hamilton Heights. They were the only team to beat Jay County this year, way back in November. So I guess for Jay County, did they have the firepower to continue this run and potentially get a rematch with Hamilton Heights and find a way to knock them off in the postseason?
5: I I think so. Um, I mean, they've been beaten by them them quite a bit, you know, over the last handful of years, Um, and they seem to be the, the thorn that sticks into their side. But I mean, if you just look at how Jay County has performed this season, and you can look at the schedule, and and the ACAC isn't very strong um, this year um, after after Jay County and and Woodland. Um, But it it, it maybe the the results you can try to read into them as much as you can. um, That you know, if you look into the box scores, it's not just Tweederman. Yes, she's having great. Uh, nights, just about every single night, and that's what we've come to expect from her. But there's other girls that are picking up the slack. Uh, the defense overall has remained consistent um, throughout the course of the season. They've been blowing teams out all season long. Um, there really hasn't been a, a game that has been too much in question since, you know, um, in, in November. So it feels like that this team is, is finally coming uh, into the place where I feel like that Coach Comer has wanted this team to be. Um, for, for specifically, probably for, for Squidderman's last season at Jay County, that it feels like that hopefully this can be the run. Um, this can be the year that they go on a run and, and finally get you know past Hamilton Heights and, and onto um, bigger and better things.
4: Bryce fans outside the huddle.net joining us here on the high school coaches show. Bryce, looking at the boys' side of things in terms of the champions, you had West Noble win on the ACAC side. And how about Adam Central and and getting that overtime dub over Woodland? Congratulations to the Flying Jets and Coach Aaron McClure. This was a team that lost to Woodland by double digits in December and comes back and knocks them off in convincing fashion in overtime. What can you say about the Flying Jets and also the the West Noble Chargers who continue to roll?
5: Yeah, for, for Adam Central, I mean, it was, a kind of a surprise i expected woodland to come in and kind of handle business and, and roll through this tournament as they've been playing you know so well um this season um and a real team effort for them so far and then adam central has just really kind of struggled to restart the year obviously they went deep into the postseason for for football and, and i feel like maybe a little bit of a slow start would be warranted with some of those guys coming into um, into the fray with the team and, and trying to get them to, to come together but it still felt like Adam Central was going to be uh, near the top of, of the ACAC standings and they proved um, in the tournament at least that, that this team has feel like they've turned the corner um, they've finally been able to you know score um, against some of the better teams that they're facing um, and that, I mean that schedule that they started off with you know against Norwell Woodland and, and Belmont you know always it can be a difficult. It's not the easiest start for a team that is, you know, trying to work in some, some pieces um, that maybe didn't get as much practice time as you would want, um, but it feels like they're, you know, felt like they finally turned that corner um, as necessary, and, and this team should should win quite a few games going down the stretch. And, and for West Noble, um, I think continued excellence um, from from Austin Cripe, who just had a heck of a week um, just showing out every single uh, time he took the to court during the tournament. Um, came up huge against Prairie Heights in, in a game that was close all the way throughout. Um, and then, you know, had a really good performance, a really big performance in a championship game uh, against Central Noble um, as the Cougars tried to fight back in that one, but West Noble held them off uh, to win the, the conference tournament. So I, I think for, for West Noble, it's just a, another, you know, a goal that's accomplished. I, obviously, we've talked about how they probably have some bigger goals, aspirations, not just the, the t- conference tournament, but the. The regular season conference title, um, and then and then first sectional um, that, that you know probably looms large over over their whole season. That that's probably the one big thing that they want to the, probably the biggest hurdle for their season going forward.
4: Bryce, let's look at the big matchup in the city coming up tomorrow night. It's in the SAC Homestead and Northside, the lone undefeated teams left in the SAC, both sitting at four and O. Wayne and Concordia lurking there with just one loss. When you look at this matchup coming up tomorrow, I watched Homestead nine days ago look absolutely putrid against Blackhawk being held to 27 points, but they've bounced back with wins over Snyder and Columbia City on the road also fell to Marion last week over the weekend. Northside has won four straight games. When we look at this matchup, who has the edge and what does it come down to tomorrow night at Homestead?
5: I I think Homestead might have slight advantage um i mean obviously the game being a home but i think that the, the depth of their their starting lineup i mean you mentioned that north side has won four games and they've done that you know with with a few guys being out you know we've talked that jordan green has missed uh, quite a bit of time is going to miss you know the rest of the season but uh T. T. johnson has stepped up huge had a huge performance um last week um that you know put north side up over some some quality opponents. Had a, you know, eke one out against an, a North of team that's, that's been com- pretty competitive this season. So I, I'm, I'm thinking that Homestead might have the overall depth to, to win this one. Um, and I think that they might be the, the better defensive team and figure out a way to slow down uh, Bronte Johnson uh, just because it feels, it feels like that's what is making Northside go at this moment. Um, and, and if they can figure out a way to slow him down, it feels like that they have a, a good advantage and they're going to be able to, you know, Pull away, maybe from from Northside.
4: Bryce, when you look at the landscape of the SAC, and Homestead and Northside is the big matchup tomorrow. But Wayne and Concordia, they're lurking. Still challenges for whoever wins this game tomorrow. Northside also has to play Concordia and Carroll and Lures and Dewanger. And you look at Homestead, and they're still going to have to play Wayne and Concordia and Carroll among others. Do you feel like the winner tomorrow of this game? Is the eventual winner of the SAC, or do you still think there's more drama to come?
5: I think there's still more to, drama to come. I mean, we've seen the ups and the downs. You mentioned the the, the probably the lowest point of homestead season, losing uh, by that many to Blackhawk and only scoring 27 points. And and like yeah. I mentioned, the, the injury issues with with Northside and, and, and you know Wayne has you know had their really good moments beating a, a young Carroll team in, in dramatic fashion, but they also lose to a team like Fremont and, and that could happen any any night in the SAC it feels like um, that these teams are going to have their their ups and their downs and, and I, I, I would have to, to say that probably the winner or maybe winners of the conference is going to have you know one loss um, and go and and at the end of the season just because it feels like any team um, you know more than one team fits even though they don't have any wins in the conference Southside has been competitive in some of these games you know they only lose into six to concordia last friday so it feels like this this, this conference may not have you know the, the big front runner um like a like a homestead or a snyder um or you know any of those teams that have been at the top of the conference or even you know, like a carol uh, how, how they were a few years ago but it feels like that this conference is is you know I don't, I don't think it's mediocre at all but it feels like there's a, a, a depth level that all these teams are, are pretty competitive with each other. Bryce, as
4: always, absolute pleasure for you uh, to take your time, your busy time out from joining us. We very much appreciate it.
5: I think you're overstating busy, but thank you. <laughs>
4: all right, thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Justin. All right, that was Bryce Vance outside the Let Net joining us here on the High School Coaches Show, and we'll talk to Bryce next week. We'll break down the girls' basketball sectional draw, which is coming up on Sunday. Just one full week remaining in the high school basketball season, regular season on the girls' side. The big one, of course, Homestead and Northrop coming up next week. We're going to take a break, and we'll come back. We'll talk to Coach Phil Brackman, one of those teams really in the midst mix of everything atop the SAC. Uh, head coach of the Concordia Cadets will join us after the break. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Insurance Services here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. The Sports Rush with Brett Rump. And you saw a team that played hard, they played hungry, they played as if they were on a mission, they were cohesive, they were coached well... And that team was not the Indiana Hoosiers. All of the things that Indiana should be. I mean, it just seems to me like they're going through the motions a little bit. The Sports Rush with
1: Brett Rump. Listen every weekday at 4 on Fort Wayne Sports Station. Listen live at 1380thefan.com.
0: What is your healing power? Maybe your healing power is helping veterans with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, depression, anxiety, or loneliness. Is your healing power a simple, heartfelt letter? Or being a volunteer? It is estimated that over half a million current warfighters will return from service diagnosed with PTSD, and 22 veterans will commit suicide every day. Our veterans have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country. At HealVets.org, you can find out more about the healing power of pen pals, volunteers, therapy kits, and more. Discover your healing power at HealVets.org. Help Heal Veterans, together with you, has been helping one recovering veteran at a time. We are helping veterans heal together. What is your healing power? To find out about your power, visit HealVets.org. This PSA is sponsored by Help Heal Veterans.
1: This is the Hoopie Insurance Services High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.
4: Welcome back, everyone. I'm Justin Kenny here on the High School Coaches Show. Here for a little bit longer, talking area high school basketball. We'll give way to Brett Rump live in Dayton, Ohio, as the Purdue Fort Wayne Mastodons on the road to take on Wright State tonight in Horizon League action. You can hear the pregame show, 645, tip closer to 7 o'clock here on 1380, the fan, 100.9 FM. Before college basketball, we're talking high school basketball. We're talking SAC basketball right now with our next guest, Coach Phil Brackman of the Concordia Lutheran Cadets. Coach, how are you? Wonderful. How are you? Doing well, Coach. And uh, you guys, uh, kind of an up and down Season, but once the 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 calendar turned to 2023, a couple of close games. That Lures game in the cage, dropping that one, and then going on the road, battling a really good Blackhawk Christian team, close, but getting back on track uh last Friday at Southside. So, how big was that win to kind of hit, maybe reset a little bit as you prep here now for the second half of the season?
3: Yeah, that was uh, a good good way to go into Southside. Always a tough place to play and. Coach Foster has those guys playing hard all the time, and um, it was good to, to go get a win on the road in the SAC for sure.
4: And this is a team, Coach, that, that you've built, and I remember a couple years ago a lot of youngsters on this team, and now they're older, and and uh, you, you've added Johnny Washington now as a junior and Cole Hayworth as a junior, but some of your seniors that have been around. Grant Hayworth, of course, has been around for a while, David Speckard as well. So the fruits of your labor, so to speak, coming to form with some of these guys that have been around now multiple seasons
3: yeah I mean you know the last couple of years it was you know a little difficult looking at our roster compared to other ones, and everybody else is senior heavy and here we were juniors and sophomores and a couple of freshmen and um but we you know stuck to the plan and uh, guys worked hard and um you know put us in position now this year to to be successful now and um and just and do what we've been teaching the last couple of years, and so our seniors are are bought in and they've been bought in for four years and kind of really have turned the table for us. So you know when we took over five years ago and um, it's just been fun to watch them grow when they were eighth graders and we first got our hands on them to now and and then like you said adding in a couple juniors and a couple sophomores to the mix and and here we are so.
4: Yeah, Kalen Williams-Thomas has impressed me at times, seeing him out there getting some key minutes for you. Um, but I wanted to ask you about Johnny Washington, as advertised, continues to have a great season, still just a junior. What kind of player is he for this team, and how big is his impact?
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, Johnny's learned to grow and, um, you know, and, and mold and adapt. You know, he came in as a freshman, and so he's, you know, had some – growing pains there and some learning to do and um, figuring out, you know, how, how to play a little bit and how we wanted him to play. And, you know, as a sophomore, then continue to flourish. And, you know, now as a junior, you're starting to see him, you know, trying to, to realize, okay, what does it mean to be a leader? And now having some guys under him that are younger than he is to kind of mentor um, and show them how, how things work. Um, so it's just been fun to, to be a part of that growth and see him, from where he was as a freshman to now, and again, he's, um, you know, 67 points away from hitting a thousand. So that's a pretty impressive feat for, for a junior. So.
4: Coach, you took over for Austin Tomes, who was a former Concordia player. You were a former Concordia player in terms of, I guess, the advantages and challenges of coaching at your alma mater. What are they?
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, advantages, uh, just, kind of knowing how, you know, how it works. Concordia is a special place. Uh, you know, it's, you know, really driven on on your faith and the faith aspects there. Um, and so you're always going to rely heavily on that as far as, um, you know, getting guys and being a part of the program and, you know, whether it's praying or devotions or, um, you know, just talking about life in general, um, just relying on your faith. Um, so that's an important part where, you know, if you're just a basketball guy coming in, it's might not be a good mix for you um you know might not mesh that way um so it's been fun to to be back at your alma mater give back um you know i had a great four years there and coach ranking um was unbelievable coach holmes was unbelievable for me and so you know i appreciate everything they did for me and you know now i feel like it's my turn to to be able to give back to these guys
4: does coaching uh an egg old make you feel old
3: uh, a little bit. I mean Coach Eggold was uh was instrumental to me when, when I was in school and you know, getting me to go play college of basketball Indiana Wesleyan and he was a really driving force for that. Um and um so I appreciate everything that he did for me there when I was a player and then um starting out as a young coach, talking to him a lot and learning from him and you know, he's unbelievable with his knowledge of basketball and X's and O's and so it's fun to see Sam now part of the program and uh, watching him as a youngster when, when I was a part of it now and now being able to coach him. So yeah, I do feel old now.
4: What <laughs> uh, wanted to ask you too about Cole Hayworth and, and Grant as well? Both those guys grant a senior Cole, a junior and their impact on this team. And you mentioned guys invested in multiple seasons. Both of those guys have been that over the course of their prep careers.
3: Yeah. I mean, Grant, uh, you know, four year guy for us and, you know, big body, bruiser, and you know, good athlete as far as playing football and basketball. And so, you know, he does a lot of the dirty work, a lot of the little things that, um, you know, that you ask any any big to do as far as being able to go in and bang and compete and rebound, screen, and and then he's improved his game to be able to step out and shoot the basketball. And so, you know, he continues to to contribute for us big time. And then. Cole obviously is you know somebody that we knew could be impactful, and he continues to to grow and um, improve his shot and his ability to to score. And um, so you know we're just excited about both of those and uh, both of those brothers. So,
4: Coach Phil Brackman, Concordia Lutheran Cadets joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. Coach, you get Snyder tomorrow. It's a a different kind of Snyder team in terms of record, but they've been, been in some close games. They led Leo earlier this week on the road before letting that one get away. They were with Homestead earlier this month. They battled Northrop down to the wire, Meriville. You can go on and on. This is a peskier Snyder team than their record indicates. So what kind of challenges do they present tomorrow night?
3: Yeah, I mean, you're a fool if you just look at the record and think, okay, this is going to be an easy one because uh, you get down to it. Um, you know, they've like you said, they've been in every game. They compete. They play hard. You know, Coach Roush has them, you know, getting up and down and um, executing offensively, defensively. And so, um, you know, they've just been a little bit young as far as, you know, being able to win some of those close games. And, you know, I I know the feeling, uh, you know, we kind of did the same thing a couple of years ago when we had our youngsters. So, um, you know, just you got to learn how to win and guys need to learn how to win. And that's kind of what they're going through. Um, but. You're right. I mean, they've been in every game, and they're competing hard, and um, so we're going to have a a big test. I mean, every SAC game so far seems to be close this year, and um, I don't plan on anything different tomorrow night.
4: And it's an interesting year. It always seems to be like this in the SAC, but the dynamic of the league changes with almost every Friday night and what happens. So uh, you guys do have a loss in the SAC, but to the two undefeated teams play tomorrow. This thing's far from over, particularly with you guys still having games against both Northside and Homestead. So how big is this while you're just a a game behind having opportunities coming up against some of the top teams in the league, Wayne as well coming up in in later in February. So a a lot still to play for, not just uh, in the, in the playoffs and and finishing the season, but this SAC is far from over regardless of what happens tomorrow night.
3: Yeah. I mean, we've, you know we think that again we we have opportunities coming down the road here um obviously a lot of good teams and again like you've seen in the scores and you know anything can happen on a friday night and uh we unfortunately let one slip away the other week and um you know put us in this position now where we gotta make sure we're taking things one game at a time and um you know because again every night going to be a challenge in the sac and Uh, i start tomorrow with snyder and then like you said it's just going to work each each week here on out and man again like you said the top of the conference is probably going to shake out two three four times over the next five weeks so coach final
4: yeah coach final question for you in terms of, of playing in the cage such a unique environment there the refurbishments that were made in the off season with the floor and all that stuff just uh The environment that 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 arena creates and you you may be ready for the ROTC gunfire and you've been there hundreds of times and it still scares the hell out of you but the environment that uh, at the cage and it's great to see them investing in in that facility because it's definitely a unique and and great place to play
3: yeah it is a a fun place to go Um, you know a unique environment to get to Um, you know we've you know, Seem to have a pretty decent tradition as far as you know our students and fans coming and you know the guys are putting in a lot of hard work so you know people wanting to come back and getting that good home court um advantage there uh, it's been a lot of fun and then yeah the update with the floor and dedicating that to eugene parker and uh you know him and his family and just a great honor there and you know continuing to invest money back into the school and uh you know it's Of other updates that'll be coming here, and we'll have new bleachers next year, and a new sound system just got put in, and so we're we're excited about uh what's coming and how we're doing, and again, hopefully getting a few more wins on that floor this year and in the future.
4: All right, buddy. Hey, appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. Good luck against the Panthers tomorrow night.
3: Hey, no problem. Thanks again.
4: That was Coach Phil Brackman of the Concordia Lutheran Cadets joining us here on the High School Coaches Show coming up next. We'll talk some Central Noble girls basketball when we come back with Sam Malcolm. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show, presented by Hoopy Insurance Services, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM.
5: People who suffer from arthritis are getting real pain relief with exciting biologic
0: therapies at QC Kinetics. The success rate is there and there's no better way to treat yourself when it comes to dealing with pain. Meet Tyler Vale, co-founder of QC Kinetics, who says they can't
1: cure arthritis, but they can treat the pain.
0: If you think of the tide coming in and out on the beach and what it does, it erodes the sand, right? can't stop the tide but eventually when the sand or the beach gets bad enough, we backfill that beach with sand so that we get generations of enjoyment with that beach again. And the same thing happens with your knee or your shoulder or your hip or your back we want to backfill the problems that have happened to this point i'm not stopping the tide so i'm not stopping the arthritis but i want to get generations of enjoyment out of those joints again call biologic therapies can get you real and lasting joint pain relief
1: call qc kinetics 260-333-9383 that's 260-333-9383 260-333-9383 Coheating and Air Conditioning, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer, one family owned and still going strong for 60 years. Decade after decade, Coheating and Air has been known for providing quality heating and cooling services that ensure your family stays comfortable year around. That's no accident. That's a legacy of customer care, excellence, and relationships that have endured from generation to generation. Go with who you know. Go with Co. Proud to be your American standard dealer. Find them at Coheatcool.com today.
2: Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section and after dad's back injury. They helped when you were in pain, and you held on to them just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Trouble with opioids can start at home with unused medicines, such as pills, patches, and syrups. You can remove the risk and protect your family. Find out how at www.fda.gov drugdisposal.
1: Now back to the Hoopy Insurance Service's High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and
4: 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody, to the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. Thanks to Coach Phil Brackman before the break of the Concordia Lutheran Cadets joining us. His team 7-4 and four, and will take on Snyder tomorrow night and then a big one next week for Concordia. They will host... The Central Noble Cougars and Coach John Bodie will come into town to take on the cadets. So we're talking Central Noble now, but girls basketball with head coach Sam Malcolm. Coach, how are you? Hey, real good. How are you? Not bad, Coach, and I feel bad. I I feel maybe I was the curse. We wanted to have you on last Thursday, talk about the 19-0 start, and then back-to-back losses to Fairfield. But a good opportunity, I guess, to hit reset a little bit with a couple games left before the postseason. But first off, talk about the start for you guys and what Fairfield was able to do the last two games to really uh, stymie you.
6: Well, I tell you what, uh, you know, no, nobody thought we'd jump out and do what we did at 19-0. We've got a great a great set of girls here. I've got a really good uh, coaching staff, and, you know, we take things a game at a time, and that was our approach from the beginning, and one turned into two, and two turned into three, and, you know, we just kept rolling, and the girls were playing really good basketball, and I tell you what, Fairfield, you weren't the curse. Fairfield's a good team. <laughs> yeah fairfield's Uh, really good those girls have been i've watched those girls play it seems like they've been there for five or six years not just (laughs) uh you know four four years here but uh coach garber does a tremendous job i've watched him from afar for several years and have put together good team after good team and that team's special and and uh, they just had our number twice i mean we threw at them what we thought we could and their defense was spectacular, and they shot the lights out Tuesday night, and we shot our, you know, the poorest that we've shot all year that particular evening.
4: In terms of Fairfield, really good defensively, holds teams under 30 a game. You guys hold teams barely over 31 a game. What's been the secret for you guys defensively?
6: Well, I think for us, it's just been the girls buying into our defensive concepts of putting pressure on the ball and and, and trying to be in proper position to help, but not get beat on our recoveries and you know we're not huge uh you know our, our freshman center uh swank you know she is six foot but you know our tallest player from there on the varsity squad is five seven maybe five eight if we stretch megan keeble out a little bit and uh we just do a good job i think of blocking out and trying to limit their offensive rebounds and and uh limit possessions that way or i guess limit second second chance points and The girls have done a good job of 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 doing that and playing good defense and and um, you know that's that's how we've chose to go about it. We throw a little zone in every now and then, but we're probably an 85 percent you know man to man, and the girls get after it.
4: And I don't know if this is this is a thing or not, but to me it seems like more girls programs that I've watched over the last couple years going to an aggressive man defense. Columbia City plays really good aggressive man defense. You guys play really good aggressive man defense, and that takes a commitment. There's a certain type of player that's going to buy into being that, that, that aggressive on, on defense, and has that been tough to instill in the kids or did Josh and, and uh, previously do a good job? Because I feel like not every team can play that good of, of defense because it takes a tremendous amount of commitment.
6: No, nah, they were they were bought into playing defense. We just maybe changed things up a little bit from from what they had done. Just some slight differences in philosophy of our position, but they they always got after it before. Josh did a really nice job here, and he might have played a little more zone than man, but they always got after it. And you know, you also got to play what fits your personnel and what fits your athletes. And. You know, I think playing man-to-man fits our athletes, and you know, two years from now, maybe maybe a more aggressive zone or two-three or something will fit our players at that time. But right now, we've got the we've got the athletes to play man-to-man, and that's what we prefer. And 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 I'm going to attribute uh, you know our success to that.
4: Coach, as an outsider looking into this team, I see a lot of similarities with the team that won a state championship back in 2018 to really dominant players at the top and and that was sydney freeman and malia leatherman back then and looking at you guys now with maddie vice and and uh and megan keeble being really those centerpieces aggressive defense and at least to me there there's there's comparisons there but for you as an insider are are there comparisons to that team does it have a bit of a feel that 2018 did i mean again with me looking you know looking from afar
6: at that time i mean i was just uh you know, um, so impressed with those teams, and you know Sydney's, avail- uh, Sydney's ability to to handle the ball and drive and create and create her own shot and, and make baskets, and then Malia to post up and be able to score inside and offensive rebounds and putbacks, and and this team, our team this year is different from that. I mean, yeah, point guard, but. Madison's a different point guard than Sydney was and and Keeble's really more of a shooter than an inside player and that's where you know Grace has done a really nice job for us yeah she doesn't score you know she gets six a game and grabs us eight boards a game and that's what we need out of her so it's a little different I mean you might see some similarities but uh uh, you know, I think it's hard to really compare. It's kind of like comparing Jordan and the Bulls to, you know, Steph and the in the Warriors today. You know, and who would win that, or LeBron and, and his teams or whatever. So, you know, I understand those comparisons. And yes, we kind of have two two uh, scores if you want to want to call them that. But I think the makeup of the other of, the makeup of the whole team is probably. You know a little different, but uh I'll take the comparisons that's a, that was a pretty good stretch there, and we'll take those comparisons for sure,
4: coach. a lot is made uh on about vice and keeble for for good reason, but you've had some players some young players step up that have been very important for the success of this team
6: well, I think so, and again, I've mentioned grace Swank's name a couple of times and you know to think that she could come in as a as a six foot freshman that we've asked her to play center and she's never played center in her life she brought the ball up in junior high so we've asked her to to completely change what she does and then you look at um, you know mckenna's done a nice job coming over and fitting in with the girls and plays a role defensively not a big scorer, but you know we, we value any any outside shots and garbage baskets she can get for us Kiara Bowen, as a sophomore, has come in and played big for us, and in, in you know several games, knocked down outside shots. Does a nice job defensively. Kylie Egoff kind of gives us the same thing. I mean, we, she gives gives everything she gets out of out of her size and frame and stature, and but she's gritty and she's tough, and you know it's been it's been good. And then Abby Heil, the other our other senior. I mean, sure. again, uh, uh, plays inside, but just gives us everything they have. And. You know, the stats might not be there, but, but they've bought into what we want to do, and we've got girls that can put points up. And and when everybody does their job, then that's when we've had our success.
4: Coach, you guys are back in action the next-to-last game of the regular season, and it's it's not an easy one. Eastside is a, a very good team, too, with 14 wins. You guys handled them in the NAECC tournament, but I imagine you're trying to tell, tell the girls – uh, yeah we did that but but uh, we're not going to look at that game one we got a, a big one coming up tomorrow to try to shake these uh, bad vibes before this the uh, postseason starts
6: oh absolutely and you know we want to go into this and play we had a really really good two days of practice here tonight might have been our best practice of the year so you know that's a good feeling going into that coach lordy does a tremendous job with that program i was visiting with him before our game last week and again you know, kind of being on the outside, looking in there, what he's done at Eastside and, and the way those girls play and play hard. Uh, that's a great program. And, you know, for us to, to come out on the winning side of that, uh, you know, we had to do that to get to where we wanted to be Saturday night. But you look on the schedule and here now here they're coming back. Um, you know, it's it's not, it's not going to be a battle. Mike's going to have them ready. And, you know, our girls have got to be ready and, and, and be up for the task to play them again.
4: How, how this is a final question for you? But usually when a coach comes in, takes over a program, there's maybe some rebuilding or, or whatever. You come in and take over, in a lot of ways, a ready-made program for success. And how is that different, I guess, from, from the traditional way of coming in and maybe taking over a team in transition?
6: Yeah, sure. I mean, so let's just be honest. Um, you know, it was easy to throw my hat in the ring knowing what was already here (laughs) and thinking that, you know, McKenna could be a good addition to that. And, you know, ultimately for us, uh, you know, when, when, when it was decided that they wanted us to come over, you know, McKenna was like, dad, I'd like to play for you. And I'd love to play with those girls. And, you know, I'm hope I'm not making any locker room material with that for (laughs) anybody, but you know that's what it boiled down to, and, and absolutely knowing what what Maddie was as a point guard and how Keeble could shoot and blending these girls together. And you know, you know I've ref some in the past, and I I had an opportunity to ref those girls that Grace Swank's class, that freshman class, and knowing that there was a six foot freshman that could could be in the mix. I mean, yeah, absolutely, but not really a rebuild by any means. I mean, we're trying to build something here. Um, you know, build off of what Josh had done, and just continue that. And you know, I'm I, I'm kind of a stats guy, but I don't put a lot of um, you know uh, uh, I don't put a lot of emphasis on certain stats. But if you go out and you want to look at it, Central Noble Girls is a top 10 program if you look at winning percentage the last eight years, and that's a testament to what Josh Treese did here uh, with those girls, and you know, hopefully what we've done this year, and trying to build on that. Uh, in the future so yes tickled to have uh you know what we have with 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 madison and with megan and and uh, we're going to just try and put something together here and and build a program
4: coach i appreciate the time thanks a lot congratulations on a great season thus far but i know unfinished business so good luck prepping for the playoffs
6: hey absolutely thank you for having
4: us thank you for the coverage and uh, appreciate talking to you tonight absolutely coach take care all right goodbye that was Coach Sam Malcolm of the Central Noble Cougars. His team, 19-2, and 2, heading into tomorrow's home game against Eastside. That's going to do it for us. we got to get out the way. Mastodon's basketball coming up with the pregame show in a few minutes with Brett Rump, live from Dayton, Ohio, with the Mastodons taking on Wright State. Tip-off coming up at 7 o'clock. Thanks to Coach Malcolm. Thanks to Coach of uh, uh, from the Concordia Cadets as well coach Phil Brackman and Bryce Vance of outside the Huddle.net. that'll do it for us we're back next week this has been the high school coaches show presented by Hoopy Insurance Services 1380 the fan 100.9 fm
1: Thanks for listening to this exclusive presentation of 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Hoopie Insurance Services High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station. Now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Download our latest podcast or for a complete schedule of upcoming games, go to 1380thefan.com. Caleb and Kenny in the morning. How did halftime adjustments turn into this? Well, Peyton
4: Manning said oranges, so we're debating all the great well, snacks, you know, and hey, use sports. The text but... line is blowing up because of this, so maybe we're on to something <laughs> here.
5: We will get back into halftime adjustments. Since Peyton Manning eats oranges, you know, we had to go debate orange slices versus Rice Krispie treats and
4: the different drinks you could have as a post-game snack. Anyway, back to halftime adjustments. I'm not done yet. Caleb
1: and Kenny, mornings at 7. Hear it all on the 1380 app. We download the latest episodes on 1380 The Fan.
0: Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the best glass company of them all?
1: I'm the Magic Mirror, and the answer to your question is a simple one, you see. When it comes to specialty glass, call City Glass Specialty. The area's choice for custom glass, including shower doors, mirrors, and custom framing since 1944. So, Magic Mirror, how do I reach them? Visit CityGlassSpecialty.com. Or call 260-744-3301 today. The magic mirror is right. City Glass is the best glass company of them all. If you're looking for a new shower or tub enclosure, City Glass has framed or frameless to offer the ideal solution for your remodeling project. You can choose from a wide variety of glass designs with matching hardware, and they can custom create a mirror to complete the unique look of your interior design. Located on Calhoun Street, three blocks south of the Oyster Bar, City Glass Specialty specializes in matching products to your bathroom remodel vision. 1380 AM, 100.9 FM. The fan